Yeah. Hey. To the college kids, no scholarships, starting your semester. Unpacking your suitcases, filling up your dresser. Enjoy it while you got it, after that it's God bless you. Life is your professor, know that bitch is gonna test you. I got some shit I like to get off my chest. I spill out my soul, I spit out my stress. And can I spit out my stress? It's a feeling in the air, you about to drop a real classic. He said, Cole, a little birdie told me on the low, you got an Illmatic. Nobody touching And we're back with episode two of the Why Are You Recording This Podcast. I'm joined here today with some beautiful people. I see Joel on my screen. I see Patrick on my screen. I see Q on my screen. Yo. And I see me on That's my a Giants hat you got on? That is, baby. Draft. Let's go, G, man. How are y'all doing? How are y'all doing in general before we get started? Uh, doing well, bro. This is like, what, week 7,366 of quarantine? Something like that. Um, yeah. April is flying by. But April's I'm, done. But I'm still... Y'all trying to hit up, y'all trying to hit up uh, Georgia? They open down there. Georgia opened up. Hell no. No, sir. No, sir. No, no. Bro, that's a breeding site for the COVID. Everybody out there about to be a zombie in two days. There were people that really were antsy to get out. Like, they needed to get away from wherever they were. They needed people. Nah, crowds. man. Listen, New York extended this quarantine till May 15th. I'm going to wait till May 15th. I am chilling. But not, not in Georgia. What if they just free and Corona free? You're not going to go down there? No, nah, I'm good. What if they do like a Corona edition of Freaknik? <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. Uh, I'm going to keep my ass here on this war zone. Job. May 15th is a Friday, too, so you know the streets of New York are going to be flooded. Oh, I man. knew... I knew Georgia and Atlanta were backwards when they told me Delta was a good airline. That shit's trash. <laughs> and they love that shit down there. Yeah, so right. it makes no... It does not surprise me that y'all would be one of the first people to open up stores, restaurants, but, and everything else. But he opened up, like, the small businesses? Mostly, like, mostly like black-owned businesses or businesses that are yeah, mostly... Yeah, businesses that a lot of... Uh, Black folks and people of color depend on on the daily self care. Barbershops, yeah. supplies, right. strip sit, clubs, salons. Sit on that for a little bit. I don't know about the strip clubs yet. Strip, I don't clubs. Know about strip clubs. But you said you said businesses that people depend on on a daily basis down there. Strip like clubs. black businesses though. They haven't opened up anything. <laughs> they haven't opened up any uh country clubs and <clears throat> I don't know what else white people go to. Yeah, exactly. Sit on that. They didn't open. They didn't open up anything that white people go to. Sit on that for a second. Yeah. Nah, man. We want to see what happens. Except for Walmart. It's looking, they kept Walmart it's, looking, it's looking sad though. White, pe- white people look down on Walmart. They go to Target. In the south. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you should know Pat. Out in Massachusetts. What? Out in Massachusetts. They be flocking to Target. <laughs> yeah, I've never I got a seen so many me. people in Target until I got to Massachusetts. Bro. That's actually that pretty. Crazy. Really? That's actually a pretty accurate depi- depiction, bro. They had a they had a Target right there in East Harlem, but it was packed with everybody. Yeah, well, that's... everybody in the neighborhood. Ah uh, man, but this is wild. I'm seeing that they might close 
or keep all parks and beaches closed in New York City. So summer 2020 might be a dub. If it's hot too, it's gonna be bad news. So y'all can't even like just go chill at the park? We can. Um, we can. I've been out on a few jogs. You know, try to keep my distance. But talking about beaches in New York City during the summer when it gets hot, hot out here. Nobody wants to be inside or sitting at a park. Now, are the parks actually closed? Are the parks actually closed, or did they just take the rims off? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's nothing but backboards out here. Like kids can't play ball. You can't do shit. They took all the rims out. That's the park crazy. is open, but you playing four square. Yo, you know who took them hoops down? James Dolan. He don't want nobody playing basketball. The Knicks can't. He took them hoops down. That's who did it. Listen, we could sit on here. We could sit out here and shit on the Knicks all day, but we could. <laughs> we could leave that conversation for another time. I ain't gonna do New York like that. It's bad, bro. It's bad. What uh, what have you guys been up to though? I just watch uh, TV, listen to music, and watch movies, and work. I guess. Anything new out? I've been listening to a lot of the. I've been listening to, to Division, a lot. Um, I'm still listening to, like, older music. I listened to the Babies album. That was all right. I like to try to listen to everything at least once, and then I'll find what I like and then put that in a playlist. But I really, really like Division's album. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like what at least has caught my attention, good and bad, have been, like, Jesse Reyes, her album, Division's album, the Baby, Westside Gun dropped the project, right, and Wiz Khalifa on 420, dropped the Surprise 420 joint. I will say, what well, Westside Gun album is really good, uh, and Jessie Reyes, she's really talented. I love her. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by her project. I really enjoyed Jessie Reyes' division. Sometimes, you already know. Sometimes her voice can give me like nails on a chalkboard vibes, but most times, yeah, really she nice. hits that screech pitch, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but. No, I've only heard a few tracks from her. Um, I have not heard the album yet, so I can't really offer an opinion, but she's uh, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it was pretty dope, man. Division, again, I, um, it's like a new project. It wasn't too different or experimental, but it was dope. Malcolm, you said you liked the babies. You enjoyed it? Uh, it was cool. <clears throat> like, I'm you know, I'm a casual fan. I didn't hear, like, it, it, I feel like it wasn't needed. Like, it was more the same of the last album, which was all right as well. Um, but there's, like, a couple songs I actually really like and added to my playlist, but for the most part, like, I didn't really need it. It was cool. Like, you know? I, like, it would be co- it would be a lot better if we could actually go out and I could hear these songs played out in, like, the clubs or the bars. Hell no. This joint was dookie. There's not one <laughs> song I enjoyed, bro. Even the Meg, the Stallion, and the Shanti track. That joint was trash. I mean, I honestly thought it was impressive. That joint was trash. It's impressive how many songs you can make that sound all the fucking same. I mean, this guy (laughs) is out of control, and he's the true definition of his boys just not telling him that, yo, bro, that song is trash, because they watch him slap down that dude in the Louis store. So after that, I wouldn't tell him anything either, but shout out to the baby, because that album was garbage. (laughs) Shout out to the baby. Uh, yeah, that one was garbage, bro. It was garbage. I haven't. It definitely doesn't have. It definitely does not have any replay value for me. 
Um, I haven't. No, I haven't, no, it does not have any replay. I haven't checked out Wayside they Guns Project me, or Wiz Khalifa's yet, so I need to get to those. I mean, it gave me more of like a um, like a mixtape vibe from like the album cover being like very current with the mask on and the album cover, and it didn't really go on flow. So like. I, w- I wouldn't have been surprised if he had called it like a mixtape or this is just like a random drop. Yeah, um, just a release. I, right, just like this is a, a EP for the corona or quarantine, whatever, like something I just put together of old songs. Right. If there's like an expl- explanation and not just this is the new album is out. I don't need an explanation. For him to be like so big. He's it like was such trash. He had such a big year. Yeah. It was too soon. He didn't need to put another album out. Like he could again, like you said, he could have put it, titled it a mixtape. But especially for the current times, like nobody's going out, and he's been he's been a high energy artist, and he came out early spring last year, and he, that's when he really got rolling into the summer and had like what? the summer. You know, it was a fight <laughs> between him and Meg as to who was the bigger artist at the time. Uh, but. He, that's how he works. That's what he capitalizes on. So, this so you're saying that insane. if this album was released post quarantine, it would be better. It'd be received better. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be because he makes a lot of club music, and we can't go to the club. Yeah. I don't think the time you release a project is going to change the quality of it. This thing was trash. It does. Look at the look at no, the, depends, the Migos album. It depends albums. on where you like the location you're in. And, like, location matters when you're listening to music and the mindset percent matters. So, like, if you're in the club, you might hear a song. You might hear a song, like, when you're ch- chilling at work and receive it totally different when you're already drunk in the club and you hear that beat. Right. And you see that's why tracks rock into it. I think that's the case for a lot of artists, but not for this one, not for the Baby's album. This joint was trash, and I don't want to spend a, a lot of time on this. You mentioned mixtapes. Uh, yeah. What would you say? What would y'all say are your favorite top three mixtapes of the last decade? It's tough, right? And and I I want to move on from your point, Joel, but I I, wa- I can't help but circle back because that <laughs> album left such a stain. I know, on I my know. Eardrum. And I, but I but I agree with you guys. Like I think it should have been called an EP, and it, it reminded me of something that was sold at like the barber shops. And the only reason I called an EP Damn. is because the shit was extremely piss poor. So EP <laughs> sounds about right. Call that an EP. Call it trash. <laughs> call it whatever you want. Shout out to the baby. Let's give him a round of applause. That How you gonna shit wrong. on his album and shout him out and give him a round of applause? Because <laughs> that shit was impressive. You were savage. I, I, we I don't know it. how you have that much time on your hands right now and put out something so terrible. Nah, but, bro. Moving forward to good mixtapes, I mean, it, you know, it reminded me of the good days when there was Friday Night Lights, you had a No Ceilings out there, you had, you know, a plethora of just top-level mixtapes. I'm trying to pinpoint a third. Um, I got you right now with a third. reminded me of it a I couple got, days ago. Fan of I, a Fan was a tough one, but ooh, you, you that's a me. good one. That was a good one. I'm, I'm throwing fabulous soul tape on there for me, yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm taking Friday Night Lights, I'm taking No Ceilings, and I'm taking Fab, bro. Fab I'm bodied not... the mixtape game, too, for a while. Granted, I think Lil Wayne has a crown when it comes to mixtapes, but Fab, Fab, you know, is putting out heat of every course. summer. I'm, I'm probably taking all of his mixtapes if I could. They're all, he got some hits on there. What you, what you, what you listening down in the, in the A, Malcolm Gucci? 
You taking Gucci? <laughs> Gucci Mane is your top three? He's not in my top three mixtape, but mixtape artist, definitely. Like, it's people that still prefer his mixtapes over his albums. So give me your top three mixtapes. Who we got? What you got? Uh, Let's hear it. Tell the people. I would say, I would say, uh, So Far Gone, mm. Hands Down, Cushion Orange Juice, Hands Down, and definitely Fan of a Fan. Because mm. it, it brought back the career of our king of R&B right now. Our king? Is that our king? That's our king. That's you, our said king. <laughs> you said Jacquees? You said Jacquees? Pat said Jacquees. <laughs> we know ja-hoo. Pat would take Jacquees any day. Tyga was on fire, yeah. too, with the mixtapes. With the Well Done projects? The Well Dones? The Well, the well Dones were crazy. Pat, what's your top three? Yeah, I give it to Detroit, Dream Chasers 2, and Sorry for the oh, Wait. Oh, Dream Chasers, that's the one with the intro? Yeah. Ooh. That's when me came in and, and just came in on fire with the flamethrower and just everybody knew his name at that point. Yeah, no, Dream, Dream Chasers or Dream Chasers was tough, bro. Especially uh, yeah. And during a time when you you getting a lot of workouts in, you grinding. Your mindset is just kind of grind through it. It was, it definitely hit at the right time for sure. Damn, I missed the fucking gym. No ceilings. Was that Wayne during his prime, after his prime, before his prime? I was like, that was like Wayne had a very long prime period (laughs) because he had like a very prime mixtape period and he had a very prime album period. Or like, if not album, like single, like where he had the Midas touch that Drake has now. Was um was no ceilings before or after the Carter three? It was before. The Carter three was oh, what was it? Carter three was oh eight, and sorry for the wait was twenty eleven. Not sorry for the wait. Come on, no no ceilings. No ceilings. No ceilings. Yeah, we don't fuck with uh, no sorry for the wait. <laughs> <laughs> wrong mixtape. You don't fuck with sorry for the wait. That shit was fire. The wrong mixtape, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think I think it was I think it was around his prime because and now I don't know how many facts to this, but there were they claimed, right, the time when he put that out that he didn't write anything down. That Yeah, bro, he's he an was alien. Just in the booth. I don't think he never has. He's well, a, he was an alien. Everybody claims to do that now. And yeah. that's probably why uh, these these mixtapes and albums suck, kid, cuz nobody writes anything anymore. Right. PSA to all rappers and artists out there. You don't have to impress anybody by not practicing. Please practice. <laughs> Please do your due diligence to make sure it is appropriate practice. for people's ears to listen to. We're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? I mean, we're talking about practice. Thank you. We'd appreciate that, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my boy is gunning for the baby, bro. Oh, my God. <clears throat> But no, nah. I, I would say it's a, it was his prime. It was his prime because everything he touched was hitting. You know, it was it was effortless, and and it makes me think about just when you look at prime athletes and when they're in their prime, and just how how that starts to flow. You look at you look at LeBron, and I would say his prime was in those Miami days. I don't know what you bro, guys would say. He is not. Bro, he's still those, riding that prime wave. He's in his prime now. He hasn't peaked yet. He hasn't eclipsed, bro. He's still. Bugging out. 
Yeah, he's still in his prime. And he I don't think he was in his prime back then even anyway. He was missing free throws. He wasn't making shots that he needed to be making. If it wasn't for his team, he wouldn't have those rings. If you're not calling him in his prime, then you're saying he has a very short window left. But I, but the definition of your prime is your prime years in terms of age, physical ability. Um, but that's the thing, though. That's the thing. But right. if we're going by age and physical ability, LeBron is still probably age the most is athletic. More, it's more about IQ. No, well, I think right now LeBron is playing at the highest IQ ever. He is probably still the most athletic and physically capable player playing basketball. Um, but you mentioned the Miami Heat era, right? Like, yeah. yeah, he wasn't making free throws or not, but I think those are, like, his highest or more sufficient numbers. Uh, I agree, Joe, and I, and I believe that you can get easily lost, right, in the idea behind somebody in their prime and somebody being a complete player. Mm-hmm. And I believe right now he's become a ultimate complete player. In Miami, he couldn't even sh- he couldn't shoot threes. It took that finals no. when he finally started to hit a couple threes, if you, if you guys think back to it where that finally got them over the hump. But there was literally a time when we were in college where they were guarding him foul line and in. And so he had he had holes in his game. But I tell you one thing, they not doing that no more. But I would say those are his prime years, and I would say those were his prime years because ultimately at the end of the day, he was there with what, him, Dwayne Wade? Everyone likes to call that a big three, but that wasn't a big three. No, they had the um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Kevin Bosch. Oh he wow! Was the big boy. Kevin Bosch. <laughs> Kevin Bosch. Goddamn, that Kevin Bosch. The fact, the fact that you called him, nah. nah Look us up. He said, he said Kevin Bosch. <laughs> Kevin Bosch, baby, he was nice. The um, the one that looks like the dinosaur. <laughs> Chris Bosch, bro. <laughs> Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh. He was nice. Kevin Love. Oh, Kevin Love. Chris Bosh. You know what I mean. Kevin Bosh? Chris Bosh, the tall one who gave himself a champagne shower. Champagne. He was nice. With no goggles. He wanted it all. He wanted all the burn. But yeah, LeBron isn't a closer. He wasn't a closer in Miami because when it came to it, he missed that shot. Ray Allen got the rebound, and Ray Allen hit that game winning shot to send them into, uh, what's it called? Game seven. Oh, okay. So is Ray Allen the greatest so, player in the world, or is it LeBron? Because you're having two conversations. I was I was saying with the, the, the conversation was if he was better back then or he's better now. I feel like I'm more, I have more confidence in LeBron now taking those shots than, he, right. than I did back then. Right, he was he was struggling with free throws too late. But I'm there was a th- there was like he had a stick of not being able to close in the fourth quarter. Right, that was Dwayne, a real thing. Dwayne Wade, even was though he was winning, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think he might be. He was he was good, of course, but right. I think his prime didn't come until later. Right. I, I but are you defining prime by your ability to close, like open and finish? I think he's I think he's stronger and more athletic now, and he's just an overall better player. Okay, that's fair. That's he fair. He has more for you. confidence too. That's fair. For now you. he's the man. I what agree. I can tell he's you, definitely more confident. Well, he's definitely more confident because his skills are patented and parlayed, and he he developed a post game and and took his took his game to another level. But that's a great player too. But that doesn't define where your where you were your prime. Yeah. 
I think the Heat, when he was with the Heat, that was his prime, bro. 2012-2013 was his most efficient year. He was dogging. Numbers. So what is prime, though? Numbers-wise, he was What is the prime? Is prime going to be top five in five categories, or is it, like, top two in three categories? Like, how how are you, like, I don't know. If it's not that, how are you defining prime? Well, I mean, if you if you were to say that he's not in his prime now, then like what how how so what has been lacking that you used to see before in the past? I think if he's not still in the prime, he has to decline in some way, right? He has he to is, decline in some way, but he hasn't declined yet. Is the point I'm trying to make? And that's still, still in his prime. Broad is still cruising on that prime shit, bro. He's cruising. That is that's where people like LeBron are hard to discuss because. You haven't seen that fall off, and that right, goes to all, his ability to stay up. But his, so his his prime and where he is now are so close. But if you were to actually look back, number six LeBron in that black Miami Heat jersey at one point was the scariest man in the NBA. Now you're hearing conversation of is he the best? Kawhi the best? Is this person the best? You know you're hearing all these Kawhi's things. Kawhi's dog, and that's why. Oh my God! You all over the map. What <laughs> about over all over the map? They're comparing him because Kawhi is very good. You know, I, honestly, talking good. to you about this and the fact that you called him Kevin Bosch <laughs> makes me feel almost as dumb as me watching this horse challenge right now. Yeah, this horse shit's got to go. The horse shit is horse shit. Bro, they insulted our intelligence and our ability to just latch on to any sporting event with that event. I mean, it was the same thing with, like, watching them play 2K against each other. Like, I did not tune in for that. Yeah. Shit. PSA to the NBA. Just do what we're all doing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Keep us on track, Joe. Lot, we need that. We got lots to discuss today. Like Westworld and Insecure. Let's talk about Is it. Is everybody caught up? Yeah. Are we? Are you? We? We? We should probably do like a little spoiler alert, then if we're gonna talk about it. All right. Spoil alert. You let them know. <laughs> <laughs> Put the siren on. <laughs> yeah. Woo woo woo. Bro, Y'all might want to pass on Westworld. Can you watch Westworld? Hell no. God damn. Um, Alright, tell us how you really feel. Right, you can sit down then. You can just sit on this one. <laughs> Alright, Q, since you want to be whack and I watch Westworld, do you at least are you caught up on Insecure? Of course, of course. I'm caught up on all of 30 course. minutes of it. You said you get 26? No you cannot. It's like 30. It's like a good 21 minutes. And all I... How'd you feel? How are you feeling about it so far? I mean, I'm, I'm going to try and keep an even kill after... Um, being royally disappointed by the abrupt ending of last season where I literally had to Google is Insecure still on? Is it still a show? Did it get canceled? Um, I really feel like we spent eight episodes at 26 minutes apiece watching Issa in, an, in a lift. And I'm just hoping that this season doesn't do that. And shout out to Big Boy who was dogging and then gave her a little bit of weed and uh, honey at the end. TSA. Yeah. The TSA. Con- the, the, yeah, continue TSA to do that, and I speak package. as a... I speak as a full-bodied man myself. Uh, a lot of respect <laughs> to you, brother. A what-bodied man? Full-bodied. <laughs> full-bodied. Full-bodied. We, we call full-bodied these days. 
you and TSA boy about that butt play? Nah, nobody playing with my butt though. Come on now. To to dive into the episode though, uh, you know you already know that Condola and and Lawrence Martin Lawrence have been talking. Oh um, wow! And he had Martin like, Lawrence. Mar- Martin. Oh my god! Yeah, y- y'all got hip to that. <laughs> but um, what do you think that he did not want Issa to tell Condola? Who Martin or Lawrence? He didn't want Lawrence. he didn't want Issa to tell her so he don't seem like a creepo because yeah. he already made it seem like he's cool with it when obviously he's not. And so no, he but don't what do you think? Condola to know that. No, no. I what's like the? Discussion. What's he holding? That he's like, what's about that Issa telling Condola that he was a bum for five years? That's what you think? No, I'm not saying that. Nah. It could be. I don't know. Nah, it don't matter. Like the past is the past at this point. He probably, I honestly think if he just past- doesn't want Issa in the picture because he's trying to start over. I agree with that. So do y'all think he was bugging and talking to Issa and not talking to Condola about not talking about him when they're together? No, I don't think he's bugging. I think I think what he did. <clears throat> I think what he did was like very. I think it was mature, honestly. Like, he felt a certain type of way. So he had to speak to Issa. He spoke to Issa about it. They had their thing, and they're still close. And obviously, they still have feelings for each other. That's not going to go away. And so, you know, I think that he, in his mind, he's trying to move on, even though his. <clears throat> He still has feelings for this girl, Issa. So he's trying to force himself to move on. So he's trying to do the right thing, but I, there's like so many signs. There's so many signs that they're gonna at least hook up one more time. At least, so maybe. uh, I don't want to ask the same question, but would y'all have handled that situation the same way? Like, would y'all have gone to your ex and told her, "Y'all don't talk about anymore with this new girl. Talk on that." I would, I, I wouldn't have lied to my girl when she asked if you know everything is cool, cause that's where he fucked up. That's the only part where he kind of lied. Yeah. When he was like, "Oh, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool." <laughs> like, right, nah, if you're not okay with that, then say that. If you're not okay with that, say that. So I think I would have said something at the beginning, and then I wouldn't have even had to go through all of the extra. Right. I yeah, just would have said something, and then if it was going to be a problem, we address it there. I would have cleared the air because that's it's uncomfortable, but you have to. It's only going to get more awkward by prolonging how long you address it. Uh, so the air would have to both parties, both parties individually. I would I'd say something to Condola, and then I tell I tell something to Issa, but I also have to tell Condola like this is this is between you and me. Like I want you to get to know me through me. Um, and like, <laughs> I spoke to you, so this, <laughs> our situation is different. Um, and this is where we are. It's a lot of words. It's a lot of words for hour long, but I mean, quite honestly, I think if your game is tight enough, you don't have to say anything. Um, <laughs> Lawrence don't really have what? game though. But, but that, but not Lawrence having game is a game in itself. Being corny, being a herb is is an advantage 
Look at you. That's you fine. But we're talking about this situation. He's in this situation. Right. So where I think he took a misstep is he gave he gave it too much credit and he gave it too much validation behind oh no it's cool it's cool oh no like oh you're gonna see her again like bro man like if you man up or be corny however you want to do it but be a man and if your game is tight your ex-girl can't do anything to your next girl that's gonna change where that's going because at the end of the day, obviously something didn't work because if it was working, you would still be together. So if you're going to sit there and take on a tainted judgment, judgmental opinion from my ex that it didn't work with, that gives me pause with who I'm currently with. And maybe y'all should hang out and it just ain't working. That makes a lot of sense. I don't think that Lawrence is worried about that. Right. I think he's worried that he knows that he still has feelings with this girl. And the fact that she is now going to be around more is scaring him right. because he doesn't know which way he's going <laughs> to go. He's trying to distance himself because he knows how he acts around. He's, right. He knows how he, he still feels. likes her. So. Right. Right. And so he doesn't want to be around her because it's like, well, if you're going to be around, then obviously it's going to happen. And I don't want to ruin what I have right now with this, this woman. Right. Because of you and your distractions. But, but then it's fair to ask the question of, you know, and I think the TV show speaks to it, and I think it, it wants topics like this of, is it fair for him to have these deep feelings for her and then try and be with somebody else? Is it fair to jump into another relationship when you have such deep feelings for your previous partner? I wouldn't say well, I, I wouldn't say fair. No. I wouldn't use fair, but I, I don't think it's right. <coughs> right. To the other person or the person you're trying to be with. It's not fair to the new girl. Yeah. Of course. But I think women and women do the same thing. I mean, people, that's just being that's just being human. Right. Because you know, we're heartbroken, we're torn up about something, so we look elsewhere to like find to, to fill that to, void. To fill that hole that can only be filled for a couple to minutes. To validate that? Yeah. And so like it's almost like a injured animal trying to like lick its wounds. Right. Yeah. You know, like Lawrence is an injured, you know. He's an injured possum. Do y'all think Man. Lawrence is still stuck on Issa? <laughs> that's, the, that's the title. Huh? Do y'all think Lawrence is still stuck on Issa? Yeah. I think that they pretend like they're over it and they're not sure, but obviously, like, they're not going to get rid of that. Uh, they, are, they have an instant, like, connection. They have an instant vibe. As soon as they're with each other, even when you're watching, it's like uh, it's like coming home. It's like ah. Oh, wow. Y'all ever y'all ever felt that? Not to not to cut y'all off. Y'all ever felt that? What? Y'all ever felt that that sort of in, instant connection with a with a person? I have. Yeah, I, I yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and it sucks yeah. when you don't have that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think the I think the moral of the story here is. Don't be an injured possum. Stand up. Don't be an injured possum. Stand up. That's not... Everybody's going to be... Yo, relationships end up like that. Somebody's always going to be hurt. Like, you can't say that's the moral of the story. I guess Lawrence should handle his situation differently, right? I think that's what we can all agree on. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, of course. For sure. I think he should have handled it differently, but I I feel like in the the moment, 
like from the outside looking in, we can say what's right or wrong. But Absolutely, but we don't know what he's. I feel like I feel like I could, I could, end up in that situation too easily. Yeah. But how do y'all feel about like Issa and Molly's uh, little thing they got going on? I like I like Molly because Molly re- reminds me a lot of myself. You know, somebody somebody in this world's got to call you out on your shit. And that's funny. And Issa has been bugging. She been driving an so Uber. Yeah. Driving an Uber, property manager. Molly. This and that. Yada yada. Like she's really ain't done shit in any of these seasons. No, but Issa I mean, that's this the season whole, that's has the whole point of the show. going on for her though. That's pretty big. Like what? She's coordinating this block party, right? Like she's trying to found her own organization. I think to like connect in her own people place of color. too, in her own in apartment. Her own yeah, like I think this season is Issa showing her growth professionally. I think they're both bugging on diff- in different worlds. Like Molly's bugging in her dating life, and and has been bugging in her dating life. Good, and Issa good, is bugging, or has been bugging in her professional life because she like was at a job where she wasn't happy, um, she didn't feel valued, and she really didn't have like there was a ceiling. And now she's doing something that she is passionate about, and she's really trying to make work, despite it being with her ex's new girlfriend. No, I, I agree with all that, but I just feel like for a show that's 26 minutes, the block party is the equivalent to the Queen's Child Project in power. Shit's just not going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn, not the Queen's what? Child Project. That, did that ever happen? yourself or tried to compare yourself to Molly? Because no, Molly, Molly to me is the most toxic one of them yeah. all. Except for Tiffany. But like, we know, Tiffany knows she... Well, we don't know she, Tiffany's dirt, though. Tiffany's like very yeah, low-key. Tiffany you knows know she We know she has. Oh, she yeah. does. She's, she has been Molly, very shady. Molly is like one of those... She's like a really great high school basketball player who has all the potential in the world. And they just don't care. Or not even that they don't care. They just fumble. They just keep fumbling. But as soon as they step on the court, they're good to go. But everywhere else in life, they just suck. And like suck. What? And it drags them down. And drags them down. Molly's fun, too. They do all have their insecurities. Like, Molly's had a lot of insecurities in, in her relationships. But she also has shown some growth. Like, when she did apologize oh, she grew to Lorraine or Torian or whatever his name was, the guy that she yeah. works with, she actually acknowledged, like, what she did wrong and how, like, she she left it at that. She wasn't looking for anything further. So she has shown some growth, but in that growth, she's, like, trying to shit on or shed Issa from her image. She's saying, like, Issa's not going to be kind of stepping up with her because Issa's doing her little things, this and that. But she's not acknowledging that Issa has shown some growth professionally. Though she hasn't had, she hasn't had the relationship that she could, I don't know, could, should, or would have, neither does, neither does Molly. And now that she's kind of growing into that and she has something budding with, with, with Andrew, um, she's, trying to, she's trying to keep that quiet. She's trying to protect you. Think she, 
She, why is she trying to protect it though? Yeah, that was kind of weird that she friend. didn't tell Issa that yeah. it was Andrew that was on the phone. I found that weird. But that's your best she's friend. Trying to, like, why would you not tell she's her? Always, she's always had a one-up. And now that she sees that Issa is kind of growing into her career, um, Issa's always had like whatever fighting relationships. But now that she sees Issa's kind of butting into what she wants to be, she wants to have a one-up. And she's trying to protect it before she, she has it like fully blossomed. So this block party is her one up, huh? That's how Molly <laughs> Shame on shame on all of them then. God dang. <laughs> well, I mean I don't know. Somebody may have said this in our larger group chat, or somebody else told me this, but somebody was saying that like Molly and Issa are both in transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're both growing. I see and that. They don't, and they're you said that? No, no, I see that. I was going to say oh. that, but I'm glad you're saying Oh, but yeah, they're both in, like, transitions, and they're both growing, and I think that both of them still see each other down here, where they were... They still see each other for that, that same person, but they're growing, so they don't really know how to... They're trying to figure out how to, like, interact with Bridge each that other. Because they don't know how to approach one another anymore. You can see... I don't know if you noticed, like, the subtleties, and, like, whenever... There were a lot of situations where they were all, all the girls were together, and Molly would bring something up, and then East would be like, oh, I didn't know you were doing that. And then vice right. versa. Um, East would bring something up, and be like, and Molly would be like, oh, I didn't know you were throwing a block party. But is that is that an accurate depiction of, like, friendships and relationships? Because I feel like that's not the case. It has never been the case with us. In terms of, like, as we grow in different parts of our lives, like, we've still been able to maneuver our relationship. But we're also not women. And I the dynamic but I don't with think women in their relationship. only ascribed to women. Women are always competing with themselves, with each other. You feel like women, especially, you feel like men don't especially compete with each other, only women? Men compete with each other in other ways. Like what? I don't know, I feel like... I mean, I don't know what we like. We more so compete about what? what would you, I don't know what we compete about. We're all it's. We have a very interesting relationship because we just sit on each other all the time. So I don't yeah, really and know I, what. Yeah, I think that's about. the thing. That's the thing. We might shit on each other, but it's a lot of it is rooted in like who we used to be, like things we did when we were younger. Oh yeah, okay. But we don't let that. We don't pre- let that prevent us from seeing the current image and like what we're doing right, right. now. So that's where I think we completely differ from Molly and Issa. Like, we do still have that same relationship. We still hold on to some of that, those same jokes from, from years ago. But it doesn't uh-huh. stop you from being who you are today. Yeah, but that's what All I'm right. saying, though. Like, is that an accurate... I guess it is an accurate depiction. Maybe that is the case. I guess I'm not used to seeing friends go through that Grow dynamic. out of each other? Yeah, because, like, I'm thinking of, like, our, our friends. You know, our, like, I wouldn't girls, compare like, us. I'm not talking about us. I wouldn't compare our like, friend group. like our friend group. Right. I don't know if I, I would compare us. Because it's very... I've never I've never met anyone else with the same type of dynamic. But there are definitely that. people that have, like, a childhood best friend and you had to, at some point, distance yeah, yourself from of course. No, no, for sure. But that's, that's what it is. But they're that's, already adults. They're adults, is my, is my point, though. They're adults and so, they're not seeing each other where they are they keep like you said they keep yeah. seeing each other where they were and because of that i feel like they are slowly growing apart or at least it feels that way because they're not what being you... completely honest and transparent <laughs> with each other about a lot of things that are that seem very <laughs> right what i to thought us. Was, it's small to us what i thought was really ironic about that was the fact that 
they have their self-care Sunday, and that's a routine to self-care, to grow, to reset before the week. And yeah. they're, they're still going through a, a, a challenging path where they're trying to shit on each other and one-up each other. Bruh, I'm still stuck on this block party. <laughs> you trying to go? <laughs> that shit ain't gonna happen. I think it will. That'll probably be the finale. Yeah, episode. right. I'd put... It definitely will be. The... There are 10 episodes this season. Yeah, okay. I think there's supposed to be 10 last season. That's the trick. That's the trick behind the whole show. You don't know when it's going to stop. So are you you disappointed by what you've seen so far in the last two episodes of Insecure? I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. I would just say I am. I'm pleasantly surprised, actually. They were quite entertaining. Um... What what was entertaining? What was the most entertaining part of the second episode? Yo, Kelly is hilarious. Saying? Can we just say that? Yeah, the funniest. Yeah. Kelly is dope. She, I, Kelly, I who's the Kelly and and the dude who was talking about gluten? They're like the opposite of each other. They're just, they have yes. very similar characteristics. Yeah, but male and female. That's Chad. You Chad, yeah. They're Chad both hilarious. The yeah, I think they play but, those roles for their friends. Like yeah, the comedic. Yeah, you know, free spirit is like, yeah. But like she's like Kelly's single. She don't know if she's dating somebody or not until she approaches them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like I it's, think it's that, interesting how they play them. I think that woman is a is one of the writers on the show. She's also a stand up. And she comedian. just. Oh really? Yeah. That makes so sense. She's, that make a lot of sense. She's good. She's quick. She's quick. Yeah. <laughs> She probably don't even have lines. She just goes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I uh, I gotta pee. So, um, I would pee, but I don't want to catch hear that. Come on, the recording Stop on the saying. podcast. So I guess we'll, we'll have to end this. And we'll be back soon once these uh, these jokers get their shit together. Hey, love y'all, party people! Shout out to uh, shout out to everybody going through it. I'm right there with y'all. Um, stay tuned. We got a lot more coming your way.